and transforming life. The power of the Holy Spirit is to make you a witness. Amen. Jesus knew that in order for the gospel to go to the world, to the ends of the world, you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Say hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was telling us and letting us know that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that will make a difference in our lives to get the gospel to where he wants the gospel to go, to the ends of the world. We will be able to see the miracles and we'll be able to experience the demonstration of the power of God so that people can experience the supernatural power of God and they'll be changed and transformed in their lives. Jesus said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now my question to you is that he has already given the gift. 2,000 years ago, Jesus told the disciples and he told all of us that we will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon us. What are we doing? What are you doing with that mighty power of the Holy Spirit? What are you doing? Amen. With the wonderful gift that Jesus has given. Jesus is saying, I'm you saw me do, you saw me heal, you saw me deliver, you saw me preach, you saw me care for people, and I want you to experience the same anointing, the same power, for you to be equipped to do the work. The gift has already been given. It's a gift. Amen? A gift is not something that you work for. A gift is not something that you have to buy. A gift is not something that you have to do something for. It's a gift. You receive the gift. The question is, what are you doing with the gift that Jesus has given? What are you doing with the gift? Amen. Thousands of people need to experience the grace and the power of God. People are living their lives and there are so much hopelessness and so much hurt and pain in the world today. And God has given us, the church, the gift to reach our world, what are you doing with the gift? What are you doing with the gift? If you will only open your eyes and allow God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to make a transformation in your own heart so that God can be able to use you to touch the lives of people, what are you doing with the gift? Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. And then he said, in Jerusalem, that is in your immediate environment, in Judea, that is in your nation, in Samaria, that cross culture, and to the ends of the world, that's all over. Jesus wants you to go all around the world, get the gospel. But you have to start from your Jerusalem, your neighborhood, where you are, where you live. Amen? And then you go beyond that to your nation, to cross-cultural and to the ends of the world. 
But what are you doing? You need the power of the Holy Spirit. The unlimited power of the Holy Spirit. You need it in your life. Amen. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I want to show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Hallelujah. Look at verse 11. Paul speaking. He said, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be come complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy case. All the saints greet you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen. Look at what Paul was saying. Now, when Paul wrote this, this was towards, uh, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and 12, I mean 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and 12, you see that Paul talks about all of the different um, challenges that he went through. Amen. And, and Paul was writing this, giving this grace, amen, uh, uh, um, or this, this challenge. Um, in the King James Version, he said uh, um, to, to, to the people, he said, uh, uh, allow God to make you mature, to grow in your walk with him. Amen. Paul had gone through some difficult times. I mean, if you read 2 Corinthians 11, you find out his testimony concerning what happened in his life and how God helped him and delivered him from all of the different verses. In chapter 12, he talks about how he, um, God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you because my, uh, um, uh, um, my power is made, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And he talks about the revelation that he has received. And because of that, the devil was buffeting him. Amen. In all of these different stuff. And then Paul, but he was saying to the believers here in this passage. He said, finally, farewell. Become complete or mature. Say mature. mature. Amen. You see, what the Bible is telling us is that as believers, we cannot continue to be babes. We have to grow in the things of God. We have to grow in our relationship with God. We cannot continue to remain base. Paul is saying to the believer, become complete, be mature, grow up in the things of God. And then he said, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace. And the love of, uh, uh, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Amen. What Paul was saying is that it, our, our maturity in the things of God is not something that we just manufacture in our own strength. It's our yielding to the Holy Spirit and allowing God for us to grow in the things of God. Getting connected to God. Getting connected to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Getting connected to the body of Christ so that we may grow and mature in the things of God. That's what he is saying. Amen. Paul was telling us that we need to grow up. We need to mature. We need to become perfect. 
Amen. We need to be of the same mind. We need to live in peace. We need to allow the peace of God to fill our lives. Amen. And then he said in verse 14, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Now this is one place where we have the three persons of the Godhead being manifested. Amen. We talk, it talks about the, the grace of, uh, uh, of Jesus, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. He talks about it, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We, we, it's three separate persons, three separate functions, three uh, um, separate, separate manifestations that are flowing from them. The Father flows with love. Jesus flows with grace. The Holy Spirit flows with communion and, or fellowship. Amen. And that's what the Bible is telling us here. Amen. And so, the last but not the least, how do we experience or the reason for the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is fellowship. Say fellowship. fellowship. Amen. You see, Paul used this passage, and this is the closing of this book, Second Corinthians, his letter, by talking about the grace of Jesus, talking about the love of God, and talking about the communion of the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to imagine the grace of Jesus. How can you can you understand fully the extent of God's grace towards us? Amen. Jesus came and died so that every sin that you will ever sin, past, present, and future, is paid for. His grace extends. That word grace means on merited favor has been extended to us regardless of who you are or what you have done the grace of Jesus is extended to you amen the grace of Jesus has nothing to do with what you can do or how you can live or what it is extended to all it's the free unmerited favor Amen. Um, there's one way I, I, I like to talk about the grace of Jesus is, is G-R-A-C-E, God's redemption at Christ's expense. That means God redeemed us at the expense of Christ. Jesus came and died on the cross so that we can experience redemption. This is grace. It's freedom. Free grace. The vastness of His grace towards us. Can you understand it? Amen. Every sin, there is nothing greater. There is no sin that is greater. Nobody will go to hell as as long as since Jesus died on the cross. Nobody will go to hell because of sin. They will go to hell because of rejection of Jesus. Not because of sin. Because he has paid for all the sins of the world. Some people teach that where Jesus paid for only those who are elected. No, the Bible says whosoever shall call. Say whosoever. Amen. You see, uh, um, you see, scriptures has a way of interpreting itself. Amen. And, and the Bible tells us, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It was if it was only the elect, then only the, you, the Bible would have said, only the elect will call. And the Bible says, whosoever call. Amen. You see, people try to put their own interpretation or own mold in the scripture. We need to take it the way it is. Amen. And allow the God to speak to us. He said, whosoever will. Amen. And every sin, past, present, 
and future. I'd like to say it this way. If there is anything that you can manufacture now that Jesus did not die for, then salvation was not complete. But the Bible tells us that your salvation is complete. There will be no more death. Jesus is not dying on the cross anymore. Say Amen. But the Bible, that's not all. The Bible talks about the grace of Jesus, the vastness of it. But then the Bible says the love of God. Say the love of God. Ephesians chapter 3 tells us about how great, how high, how, how wide, how deep, um, how long is the love of God. The Bible says it is beyond comprehension. Amen. The Bible says that it is, the love of God is beyond comprehension. Jeremiah said, God loves us with an everlasting life. Now think about everlasting. Our finite mind cannot comprehend everlasting. Amen. That's how much God loves us. The vastness of his love. He longs for us. He loves us. He ministers unto us. Every man, boy, girl, woman, God loves. Every color, race, every, uh, um, whether educated, uneducated, whether rich or poor, amen, God loves all people. Hello? The love of God extends to all. The grace of Jesus is given for all. The love of God extends to all. Can you imagine? There's nobody can uh, um, understand the, the, the vastness and the depth of his love. His love forgives. His love protects. His love surrounds. His love provides. His love Defense. His love adapts. His love um, uh, um, uh, undergirds. And, and by his love also, he makes us uh, 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 his own by causing us to be an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. It is so important. For, 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 for us to understand the vastness of the love of God. Amen. But the Bible talks about something else. The Bible says the communion. Say, say with me, say the communion. The communion of the Holy Spirit. Now this is the most important uh, that, that we, you need to understand because it is through the communion of the Holy Spirit that you get to understand the grace. It is through the communion of the Holy Spirit that you get to understand the law. Amen. It is through that relationship with the Holy Spirit that you get to understand the Godhead. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, um, 1, um, verse 9 and 10, it says, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of people the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it. He has put in, given it to the Holy Spirit. So that the Holy Spirit can open our understanding to us. But that understanding it comes as we commune. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The David said it this way. He said in Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide 
under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Let's 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 take it apart a little. You say the person who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. When you look at the Hebrew connotation of that, is talking about the inner chamber of God, the secret place, the private place, the private chamber, the private room, the private quarters of God. Say the person who dwells in the private quarter of God shall abide. Shall say abide. Under the shadow of the Almighty. Now that word abide is the same word in John chapter 15 when Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall, uh, uh, whatever you ask, you shall receive. And that word abide, the literal uh, um, um, connotation in the Hebrew and in the Greek, it means to spend the night. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Right, so what the Bible is telling us is that if you come into the secret place, of God and you decide to remain and to spend the night and to live there you shall experience if you notice secret things are not shared in the open secret things are shared in private amen and that's what the bible talks about when the bible talks about the holy spirit the communion of the holy spirit he's talking about that fellowship that oneness that coming together, that learning of, that understanding the mind, allowing the God to pour his divine presence and consciousness into you, God filling you and flowing in your life and showing you his ways and showing you his acts. Just like God, the Holy Spirit led Jesus from one place and led the apostles from one place to another. Just like he is doing now, God wants you to come into fellowship, come into that relationship, build that relationship with the Holy Spirit so you know what he is saying, what he is doing, and what he wants you to do. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Can you imagine the Godhead, the creator of the universe, is saying to you, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to fellowship with you. I want to allow you to commune with me so that I can flow in and through you to allow my power to so saturate your life that you will bring out my nature. That's what God wants to do. Paul said it this way in Galatians chapter 2. Verse 20. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Paul, Jesus was saying that when the Holy Spirit comes, he shall abide with you. He shall live with you. He shall be in the secret place. And you need to spend the time with him. Um, Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Is that same? That word wait is the same word that is used for abide. Okay? And that's what he's saying. If you wait on the Lord, you shall renew your strength. You shall mount up with wings upon the eagle, like the eagle. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. Now, most of the time when we read, that's the passage that we, we meditate upon. But you need to just step back. If you go to Isaiah chapter 
40 verse 28, God said, in fact, I want to read it to you. Uh, um, Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28. I want to read it to you because I want you to, to understand the implication and we're close right here. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28. He said, God speaking. He said, have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither slumber or nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increased strength. Even, verse 30, the young shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail, I mean fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. So when you read it from verse 28, you get the context. Amen. You, you, you get the context of what God is saying. He is saying, hey, listen, I am the creator of the heaven and earth. I am the Lord God. I am the one who created everything. And I neither slumber nor sleep. I am not weary. I am not tired. I am not, I, I, I don't get exhausted. I'm the one, even young people will get exhausted. Even the, the mighty will, 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 will falter. But you need to remember that my understanding is hard to understand. And my, I give power to the weak. I give to those who do not have might. I give strength. And even I, God, will enable and strengthen those who are weak. If you wait. He's talking here about fellowship. This is, that's what he's talking about. Fellowship. Amen? Fellowship. He's talking about getting into a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you wait, if you abide, Jesus talked in John chapter 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, um, in, 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 David talked about, uh, um, abiding in the secret place of the Lord. God is telling here in Isaiah, he's talking about fellowship. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. There is an unlimited power that God has released in our lives that we can only experience if we take the time and get to know the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with Him. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like the eagles. They shall walk. Run me run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Um, if um, I give you uh, an assignment for you to uh, um, research about the eagle, the eagle is one bird that lives a long time, and the eagle share its wings over and over. And when the eagle is sharing its wings, the eagle flies all the way to the high mountain 
and stay there in the cliff of the rock for months until the winds fall off and it shares new winds. That's why the ego can fly as high as it can fly and it can actually take advantage of the obstacles that may ordinarily hinder it because it flies upon the wind. It, it flies, it rides the wind. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do. When you spend time with the Holy Spirit, God will take you to that place of refreshing and renewal so that you can experience the grace and the power of God. Say amen. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.